0: Rick Madison, Rick and friends, hey, thanks for listening. And uh, today we have our regular guest on because we find him so entertaining because uh, (laughs) he reads the news, uh, he has a different perspective on things, and we just love his opinion because he just gets so wound up. Welcome to the show, Jeff Cox. Low bar. Thanks, Rick. (laughs) Okay, so uh, you and I have have chatted back and forth about some things we want to discuss today. We have a lot of things uh, followed to the pandemic. Uh, spending as percentage of GDP on healthcare. We have Daniel Smith, liberal corruption, <laughs> 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 Queen's funeral. Okay, well let's uh, let's go off the top though. The fallout of the pandemic, kids uh, extremely sick from RSV and flu, no Tylenol available in Canada. Uh, so that that seems to be the the bigger issue, which is this medication. I think
1: right. So number one challenge right now is the fact that children's Tylenol is unavailable and has been for. For months, I, I, I think there's been a like literally not available for a month. There's a there's a sign in the grocery store I frequent written on a cardboard uh, piece of paper with a marker that says, No children's Tylenol. I go buy it every day that I check out uh, and, and grab some groceries. And I, I just, every time I look at it, I think, this can't, I can't be living in a first world country. Um, because I don't, that to me is not, is not first-world country answer is no Tylenol written on a piece of cardboard. Uh, when we've been in this situation now for, I mean, it was over a month ago, the Liberals said, We're, the, the deliverables are coming next week, and it just seems to have gone to the wayside. I think for me, the challenge I'm having with this, and it really is, is across the board at a federal level, is why Canadians are not more irate. Uh, because in the past, um, I have seen... Uh, MPs lose their job over, over submitting thirteen dollars of of expenses for orange juice. So yeah. I, I can't figure out where the disconnect is right now. Is it is it this biased l- left media that's not promoting it? Is or do we not know? Like I mean, the last municipal elections did say that the winds of change are afoot, but what is going on that that we cannot have Tylenol for children in this country and everybody think ah. It's going to work out. Now, I say this slightly
0: tongue-in-cheek, but I think a lot of people are going, well, if I do protest, I might have my bank account uh, frozen <laughs> <laughs> and there might be criminal charges sure. levied against me. Sure. Like, I mean, I, I say that a bit in jest, but I also say there's there's uh, an argument to be made that in Canada, there will be no protesting. You cannot uh, gather against anyone, including the federal government. So I... I, I mean, it does seem to be that I think people have taken, maybe they have larger issues, inflation, obviously, some other pressures on households, so they can't they can't look at this. Um, uh, another part of my brain thinks that maybe healthcare, uh, for whatever allocation Canada has for manufacturing, that the hospital and the healthcare has, has taken the glut of that, and that it is available within the hospitals, but just not readily available for domestic use. I mean... Not to say that that's an excuse that is not. there should be enough for everyone, but, um, but
1: but what it's a compounding issue though. so so you can't provide Tylenol. so when these kids get sick, where do they end up? They end up in an, in an overburdened healthcare system and and I think the frustration that I have right now is you have RSV, you have flu influenza like 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 we have never definitely in my lifetime never witnessed specific specifically affecting children um and no one is owning it like like this is I think a little bit of the challenge that I get really frustrated with is that we can't admit now that holy smokes we locked people up for two and a half years and maybe it was not the right move and the right decision and you and I talked about this throughout the pandemic on and off shows to say hey we're not disagreeing I mean I I think you and I are as about as center as it comes on this mm. is is we weren't we're not anti-vaxxers we we were both vaccinated. Mm. We, we, we we, but we said, uh, this is not going to end well. Like, like you can't shut businesses down for this time period. You can't lock people up for this time period. And now here we are on the other side of it with with, with kids, as very sad as this is, dying. Um, and, and uh, we you know, this week, last week, three families to me that have lost young kids um, that I know. More than I knew at this period of time during the pandemic of people that were dying of COVID. And, and, and th- I think to me, I go... This is the fallout of, of what happened. And I don't see Bonnie Henry standing up there, if you're in British Columbia, saying, ooh, we, we made a couple of mistakes. Man, we got some serious stuff to deal with. you know. The closest I heard was a doctor this morning saying, "Yeah, hey, we're not totally sure how this is happening. Well, I'm not a doctor and I know how it happened. So mm-hmm. I, I guess that's the challenge is, is that there's no ownership that, holy man, we made some mistakes. Um, and, and now the fallout is our healthcare system. We thought it was bad a year and a half ago, and it is it is at near collapse now. But the but the struggle now is we're dealing with a truly vulnerable population: children, yeah. not not seniors that are that are seven years past life expectancy. Every life is important. I'm not I'm not dismissing that. But like, boy, I got a real struggle um, when we're talking about nine year olds and not eighty nine year olds. So, do you think it's part and parcel with that? That whole mask um,
0: idea around, okay, let's let's make sure for the next you know two school years, let's make sure these kids have masks on their face and have a compromised immune system. Is but that
1: part of it? You think? You, but the shows how. Why do we? Why are we in this compromised position? You know, we are not by nature supposed to be wearing masks. That's not a that 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 is. A, it is not an evolution we get to. Is is a, is a society where we wear wear masks if. If we had not uh, effectively stopped what is a natural progression and selection of immunity, we, w- we wouldn't be here. I, I don't I don't think you have to be a doctor to know that and argue that point. And again, I, we can't change where we're at, but now we have to figure out how we're going to fix it and and if we continue to suppress something from happening that it will just be it will be constant. Well it, and that was the part that bothered me was I would
0: say in the first, uh, 60 days. Uh, like a lot of us, we were trying to gather information. We're trying to gra- gather the data. Okay, we had Italy, which was just sideways. There was lots of deaths mounting. the The healthcare system was overloaded, which I think we are all going. Is that going to happen on our shores? And we have to be ready for that. Now, I was I was with the whole. Uh, thought process of making sure that we weren't leaving sure. anyone behind. Sure. And I wanted to make sure that people know that. But then when data starts to be released and you start going, well, wait a second, I just don't see where this is at. The The aspect of the government <laughs> standing in front of us and saying we were wrong, I, I don't think we're ever going to see that in our lifetimes. and Because they can spin it any different way they want to. But further to your point, we just didn't have a sustainable effort as far as where was this going to go how can we continue uh where are we being led like when uh the last i would say six months of of uh, relief that the government was giving people had to know that there was way too much money being circulated through the economy so now that's an economist question which is okay how much do you print and and when does that inflation show up well guess what (laughs) here we are right And and I do believe our good friend uh, Pierre might have said that's the same thing, which is you cannot. Your one job as Bank of Canada is to keep inflation at a moderate rate. You failed, so now here we are.
1: But and 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 you know, the Bank of Canada just 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 posted its first loss in history, uh, at at five hundred north of five hundred million dollars. Called out by Pierre at 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 six months ago, nine months ago. I, I don't know when that date was. And and the defense then was you don't know what you're talking about, and how like it literally came to fruition almost to the day that he called it would that that here's the domino effect that's going to happen and this is what it, what's going to come out in the end, you know back to the healthcare piece though is is so here's where you can use data um, to 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 actually curb this issue so the southern hemisphere just came out of winter and guess what. The challenges that we're facing, we knew they were facing then. We didn't get ahead of it. We were reactive to it because they politicized vaccinations. You have the biggest uh, percentage of vaccine he- hesitancy Canada has ever uh, had, I believe, in its in its in its history. Mm-hmm. So the, their polarization of our society caused vaccine hesitancy and people that it ne- that we never had before. And so now, instead of being proactive and going, okay, here's what's going on in Australia, and so it's bound to happen to us, um, let's get ahead of it and, and be ready for a tough winter, especially with our children. None of that happened. None of it happened. And, and I don't know how any level of government, provincial, Adrian Dix, if you're in British Columbia, or federal, um, um, how, how, how anybody can say, that they've done a they've done their what the the best of their ability.
0: Well, it it goes back to that leadership question, and I think politics in general, which is, we have these terms four years. You're just basically trying to hold on to your seat. You're trying to hold on to your office, and you will do whatever it takes to to stay in the in the popular eyes. And I think that might be a flaw in itself. Um, let's. Speaking of healthcare, let's uh, spending as a percentage of GDP on healthcare versus thirty other countries, and this goes back to that uh, that thought previous, which is leadership and and you know what we holding government to task because this is inefficiency at its highest level. Mm -hmm. Um, This headline is is very timely because of course you have you're spending the money, you have the resources dedicated, yet you still rank
1: low on. Every service deliverable. Correct. So for, <laughs> I think the Fraser Institute put out a study on on 30 countries that, that deliver universal health care, which I'm for. And you should be for. People should have access to, to, to free medicine. Um, I don't disagree with that statement at all. Um, it's how it gets delivered. And to me, that's the biggest marker that I think <clears throat> is on all levels of government right now. And it's not just related to health care. And it has been compounded through the pandemic but it becomes efficiencies so based on gdp uh we are number one in spending on health care out of the 30 countries that that, that deliver universal health care eight i think if you break it down per capita and adjust for age demographic but but probably the best marker is is gdp so so we are number the number one spenders based on gdp in healthcare. care we are 28th in deliverables on 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 doctors uh per, per capita I, and that list just goes on I mean it's not it's it's we're 29th in 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 another area we're seven. like it doesn't it doesn't matter how you measure it we we fail we fall in the back end all the Mris like it's it's we are number one in spending and we are 28th 27th 22nd you know I mean like the 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 highlights are when we end up being 15th so it's not a cash issue despite the province is saying it is. Mm-hmm. It is how it is being spent that is the challenge. Now, again, I,
0: I, as I move around the community and I talk to people, because I have some some GPs and nurses in my circle, and, and I constantly ask them, I go, how are we here now? And a lot of them say it is such a, a heavy administrative load with every patient. Yep. And they said everything has to be documented. And I said, so... And, and again, I'm not sure of this, but it seems like for every person in the front lines, uh, you have three or four or five administrators on the back end. And, and I start to think of this critically as, is this a systemic problem, which is we need too much uh, structure around a patient, which again, healthcare is all about making sure that everything's documented, due diligence, I get all that but have we gone too far so we have all these paid positions you know shuffling paper which again is very important because you work on that side of the fence too you have to have this due diligence but then on the other side you don't have enough front end people frontline people that are helping effectively create change with a patient so again i'm not sure this is the right way to frame this but i think we're heavy on the admin and we're not heavy enough on the front line and that's why we're we're ranking so lowly on, on the world scale.
1: But I mean that's basic math, right? If you guys spend the most and deliver the least, I mean I mean so where's the money going, right? And 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 you're right. So obviously it's being eaten in the bureaucracy. My but my my kind of my response to that is this is not new. So so it's not like we're sitting around going, man, this is a unsolvable problem. I, I, like I wish somebody at some level could pull their head up above the horizon and say, hey, so New Zealand went through this in the early 90s and, and they got through it, so why don't we look at what they did differently, right? If, if, if we're ranked number one in spending and, 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 and in the high 20s as an in overall in, in deliverables, why would we not be looking to the countries that are delivering and saying, what are you doing differently? What's mm-hmm. working, right? That conversation never happens. The minute it happens, get nipped in the butt. Nip, nip, nipped in the butt because uh, it's too progressive and it's radical, ex- extreme, extremist, right? <laughs> and it's like, or, or you know, like the way you solve problems. You know, find somebody that did something that you want to accomplish and say, "How did this happen?" Right? Like, like I, I don't. That's the part to me that I, I don't understand why Canadians aren't more fed up. And and that's a a, a larger issue, is
0: I. think think you know two things uh motivate people pleasure and pain and have we not experienced enough pain and I think a lot of people are just taking the uh the th- <laughs> well they're they're effectively trying not to get sick but the other thing is they're just staying out of the hospitals because they know what kind of issue they're going to have sitting in the weight room and, and emergency and that kind of thing and they're just fundamentally I know a lot of families if there's an issue that should have maybe four or five years ago gone to the hospital
1: with, I wonder if we can just wait this out. (laughs) Children's in Calgary has a trailer now as the waiting room for emergency. Mm. And, and, and Rick, what risk do you run when you are fearful to go to your own hospital? Mm -hmm. Right. When you can't get a doctor's appointment, right? How many children uh, will not will have long term effects or possibly possibly pass away because they can't access healthcare. Scary. I that's not a first. That doesn't happen in first world countries. And
0: and the ex director of KGH came in here and, and did a podcast and and good on him for doing so for shedding some light. But he says you know Rick, we knew that the population was going in a certain way, and we knew ten years ago that this was going to happen. COVID accelerated all of that. Yep and a lot more people retired as a result. So now you have a labor shortage, specialized labor shortage, on top of a compounding issue, which is our population got older. So he says, now you're seeing that, that huge massive spike in, in sickness in the elderly, ICUs are clogged up, and now all of a sudden this is all people in waiting rooms and, as well as in the hallways, in beds, it's just part of reality now, right. but I'm not sure if anybody knows how critical it is right now, or if, or if just fundamentally, we're just going to have to muddle through. And if, if certain people fall by the wayside, so be it. Like it kind of feels like that. It's not when when I look at the news and I look at the headlines,
1: it, it's not everywhere. It, it's really not. So let me ask you this question. Um, that's the problem. And let's say today this, this problem arises and, and we don't have the, we don't have the uh, political ladder that exists uh, today and we just have this problem, okay? And, and, and we get some great minds together in a room and say, this is a problem we have as a society. Who's going to lead it? Is Adrian Dix the first person that you think of in this province that you think that's the guy that I want to solve this problem? Is he in the top 100 or 1,000? 1, because I don't think he is. And he's the guy right now. It's going to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. That scares me to no end. Didn't and uh, and I always wonder,
0: like, isn't it odd sometimes where you look at these key positions and you go, well, "Wait a second! Didn't that guy lose the election when it was almost a walk-in?" <laughs> and and then they just keep popping up like the the whack-a-mole. Like they 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 somehow just they stay around long enough that if that other person doesn't show up to work they get that seat. Like it just feels so incestuous at that at that level that you you just hang around long enough and you're going to get a key
1: role because it I guess it shows longevity, I guess. Yeah, I I, I don't know how you, I I mean I know we need to change our health minister in this province for sure. Um, but but I but we need a fundamental somebody needs to run on a platform to fundamentally flip the way we do socialized medicine on its head. Um, and they need to come with a game plan from countries that have been through it and have succeeded, and are doing it at a far more effective cost than we are, we're going to run out of money sooner than later. I mean, it, it, you know, it's already—if—if if, if you're talking to anybody that—that—that that, that has an understanding of where and where where investment is, it has fled this country for the past seven years, um, and 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 so we we are we are. This is only the start of a, of, of a decade of, of hard times for Canada, at, in the best-case scenario.
0: In you know, Alberta, and, and we'll, our, our good friends uh, to the East, you know, Ralph, Ralph Klein, I remember those days when he used to close hospitals and just basically say, and, and again, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but, you know, he was virtually resetting the system, yep. saying we need to shut down beds. We got a little bit too big. We don't fundamentally are not efficient with these beds, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna compress the system in hopes that we're hitting a, a new level of efficiencies sure. across the board. And I almost wonder if in, nobody wants to see hospitals closed down, but I wonder if it's that kind of oh, there's that word extremism <laughs> that, <laughs> that's needed uh, because again, if you're spending all that money but you're not getting the results, I think that's a system that's flawed. We have to look at everything once again, but you're you're bang on with who's going to do that, who's going to take that ball across the line, and I'm not sure who that is. Uh, back in a bit with uh, Jeff Cox. Uh, we have. Do you, does anyone have print needs for their business? Of course they do. The D6 Print Studio on Lucky Road has large format printers to service your every single need. Cars, windows. Even, even do your neighbor's house, because you know what? The neighbor probably needs some signage too. Uh, follow Kelowna Now on social media. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube by searching Kelowna Now. All the cool kids do. Back in a bit with more Jeff Cox. Okay, we're back. Um, this, this person, I was watching uh, some clips of her on um, just, just doing some press releases and, and really talking about her platform. Uh, they have a, an election coming up in the spring. I know she's trying to get some some more support. Uh, a friend of mine from Alberta said yesterday that, um, and again, I, I have trouble believing this, but if if there was a, a government elected tomorrow in Alberta, it would be NDP. Yeah, that, I don't buy it. Well, and that's where I'm at with it, <laughs> which is anything I read, I go, uh, who's reporting that? CTV? Oh, okay, yeah, the ones that are state-funded. Got it so so that's when I start to go well you know is it people that dress up like pirates on the weekend like I mean that's kind of the way I feel yeah. like the news is reported these days with a skew
1: yeah I, I mean this valley that we live in is is staunchly conservative and has been um, you know except the odd the odd protest flip uh, I, w- I would suggest that mm-hmm. that has happened federally, but I mean, if you look at how we vote provincially, uh, we're a pretty conservative group of people, and and we're extremely tied to Alberta because this is their playground. And as fatiguing as I find those license plates on August long weekend, um, they are many of them are very good friends of mine, and I have lived in Alberta. You are from Alberta, I believe, mm-hmm. originally. Tabor Alberta. We got some. We got some ties there, right? So uh, I don't believe that for a second. Uh, I will say this though, you know, when when Rachel Notley's um, government did get in um i spent i spent the better part of four years trying to find somebody that ticked their box or not me right <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, it was like an 80 percent popular vote so somebody did right apparently none of them are my friends um but anyway i i i don't believe that i you know i think and i and i do believe that daniel smith is walking a tightrope sincerely i do um but i also um i also believe that that this is the counter to um to a province that has been beat down for the better part of a decade um and and no one's and and with no one coming to their rescue or at least raising their hand saying you know what alberta's not that bad uh you know it's it's paid most of our bills for the for the better part of 50 years and and uh we've also sent most of the people that were born in our province there to work at some point you know if you look at the maritimes or Mm -hmm. Quebec. Um, and yet no one seems to come to the rescue. And, and I believe, Daniel, I think people are tired. And I think that province is tired of, of being absolutely pummeled on for doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and, and I think she is the answer. I, I don't, you know, because, you know, again, this word is all the time. Uh, c- coming up because i don't believe she is but the reality is extremism breeds extremism and when you have a federal government that is attacking the very foundation that alberta is built on and then go can you believe these guys got their backup and it's like y- you you know especially with the hypocrisy of of you know again we go there, i go there all the time but i mean you know Justin Trudeau gets on a private jet like I jump in my car, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Stephen Gobert, uh, Gobeau, Go, Gobeau, the environment minister, um, cl- clocks more kilometers in a suburban with a driver than most Canadian families do in a year. He does it in a month. This is the guy that said he'd never have a car ever in his life. I'm, I'm... Arguably, he's a criminal, I'm quite sure. I mean, he did get charged at some point, <laughs> criminal turned environment minister, right? And then, and then, you know, you have, you again, you have David Suzuki, who's become a, who promotes domestic terrorism. I mean, that's just factual now. That's what David Suzuki does. And then you look, and then people go, oh, Daniel Smith is crazy. And you're like, is she? Like, I'm not sure she is. I think she's countering an extremist view that, that, that has to be countered. And I think she has the working class and 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 a white collar class where they're going, Thank God somebody's doing this, right? Like, 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 no, you're not gonna meddle in our shit anymore, right?
0: Well, it it is interesting that I would say the word would be neglect of of Alberta right. on a federal level. And so if you if you answer that and you say, okay, we're gonna bring a, a sovereignty act and we're gonna, you know, start looking after our own the way we want to within our provincial borders, everyone says, Well, wait a second. I I did read that if another province follows suit, I think now we have a problem <laughs> on the federal level, which is, oh, wait a second. And and the way the votes broke out on the last federal election, you can see There is definitely a discord between Ottawa and and the the Prairie Provinces. So they have to take that into account. Daniel Smith is just trying to hold on to her seat. And and let's just call that what it is. But I think the other part is she's saying, okay, now I've talked to uh, Yukon. And they are going to allow a pipeline from Fort Mac through the Yukon to the coast. Because we need to get this stuff to Tidewater. Right. Which is also very interesting. And Germany has said, we built a port... It didn't take us very long. We're ready to actually take in the LNG, if you wouldn't mind supplying us with that. We're kind of tired of of paying for Putin's war in Ukraine because uh, we're paying a lot for his resources. We would like yours. And oddly enough, Ottawa is saying, well, it's just not enough time to to get this built and, and created. So I think we're going to wait. Uh, we're going to wait until, well, I, I'm not sure what we're waiting for. And that's the part that's also Daniel Smith is answering to, which is saying there's not doesn't seem to be an appetite federally no. to deliver our resources. We get them ethically from the land. We're we're trying our very best here to to pay for all this stuff <laughs> right. that that you're writing checks for. Uh, there was a clip on uh, on Trudeau, and and I found it interesting just from a marketing vernacular. So just. He kept saying when when Pierre says why why are you tripling the the tax on home heat like I mean you seem to keep targeting and and uh, Trudeau says listen when when Canadians needed it we wrote the checks when Canadians needed it, we wrote the checks so he's saying he wrote the checks from our tax account he d- he actually did that it sounded like he was writing the checks from his own family trust I'm not sure if there's any truth to this by the way but uh, apparently before cannabis was legalized, he was worth nine million dollars. Lots lots was made of that. Uh Pierre was worth nine million. And now uh that Trudeau trust fund is now three hundred million because of all the shares in cannabis.
1: I've heard so I've heard that I can't to, I can't confirm to it to be deny. to be sincere I can't con- confirm it. And I and I haven't heard that it's related to cannabis. And so but believe me I've been digging. <laughs> Because I'm like, if you were arguably worth, I think his full his total net worth coming into politics is about fifteen million dollars, and if somehow it's got to three hundred million, it's not all about weed. Something else went on in there, but but I I believe me, I would I would I would do a lot of things to find that pertinent piece of data, um, because I think it 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 I do believe it's happened. I mean, I think that's what was behind Weed Charity. I think. You know, Arrive can uh, is an, is another great example. I mean, they have backdoored billions of dollars. The question is, has it flown back to him? And and again, there's no there today. There's no v- validity to it, so I can't speak to it. But I have heard the same. I have heard the same rumors.
0: And and it would be it would be interesting if if that is actually true. And I I hope it's not because I don't think uh, during this whole time I've ever thought of him as somebody with. Like getting up in the morning with a nefarious agenda. I just, I, well, I, I, I hope not. Like I really don't hope that. Um,
1: but it, it, you hit a wall though, where you, where you, you like, and it's, and again, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, don't I, I really try and keep one foot on center, you know, and, and I, and I am, I really believe I'm, I'm slightly right leaning. I think some people would say, what are you? you, you like you know you're you're a big C conservative i don't believe that but cuz but cuz again i i don't think people get into politics to be malicious and i and i would uh, hope that's not the case but as the days tick by more and more i get these thoughts like this guy has to be a foreign actor mm-hmm. Christian Freeland, they the things they do that do not go in the best interest of canada or canadians right mm-hmm. i i mean listen the chinese very apparently, it's now very, very clear the Chinese mail in our last election. And we have had snippets of it. Um, over time, there was a seat in Vancouver in the last election um, that it was ve- that, that it was very clear that that the Chinese had influenced that seat. Um, it was a conservative and they did everything in their power to have it overturned. And it seemed like a very isolated incident and, and it seemed like it was done. Um, um, in foreign languages, it directed at um, Chinese immigrants that lived in the Richmond area. What we're talking about going on now is is a straight-on police state that China has in Canada. That that is that is where we're at, and and no one will seem to even acknowledge that we have a problem at this point, or that mm-hmm. they've been briefed on it. You know, and and again, I, I think Canadians. Should be up in arms about that. The 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 thought that a foreign government is meddling in our elections, when democracy is the core to this country, should have people in the streets with pitchforks. Can't get a gun; they're banned. Um, so. Well,
0: but but the other side of that too is okay. So I'm I'm living in Dilworth, or I'm living. In a part of the community, and uh, I'm I am upset about this. So, how can I channel that angst, rage, whatever you want to call it, towards uh, politics? So I can, well. We have a podcast. We have a voice. <laughs> kind of come on, so Rick and friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the other thing is, okay. Well, the media will speak to this. I will call my local media representative, and I will voice my opinion, and hopefully, that will gain some traction, and then we'll get some sort of upturn, or overturn on on this idea. People just fundamentally, if if you have state funded media, which we do then you cannot get a voice on a larger platform. You can take to social media, you know, so there's a little bit of bounce there. But yep. for the most part, people are understandably frustrated because they don't actually know how to channel this. Because, again, if your media is controlled, it's tough to get anywhere. And and that's the part that I think Canadians have figured out. Liberals have done a masterful job, I think, of of going, no, we're going to... You know, we're gonna make sure that you're sustainable, we're gonna make sure everything's good. By all appearances, you're just you're running
1: checks and and you're not gonna bite
0: the hand that feeds you. Six, so six six point
1: five billion dollars a year actually <laughs> is the is the check. Which number. is not small. And it's a pick and choose on where it goes. And 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 for people that say that you know, no, I don't. I don't believe you. Just I. I mean, here's the deal. I mean, you can take fact that you know, and you can. P- and I stumbled on this by accident this morning. It was a Toronto Toronto. It was a Toronto Star article, um, and the headline was, "Csis told Justin Trudeau to use the Emergencies Act." Well, that is that is the farthest thing from the truth. But that is what the Toronto Stars lead. Uh, headline said. And and again, there's no check and balance on that, right? There's no outrage about that. That's not, that's falsified information, you know? Um, it happens way more on that side. I mean, I have no time for Donald Trump, none whatsoever. And you know, the United States is a, is a different beast and a different animal. But we have the challenges he talks about in this country day in and day out with liberal bias in the media mm-hmm. and no check and balance on it. You know, no, 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 no recourse to write falsified um, articles, and 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 the ones that do get into the gray area. Oh, it's op. It's an op-ed. It's an op-ed, right? <laughs> oh, Rex Murphy does it all the time. It's like no.
0: When, and and again, I go back to that thought of okay, do you start a petition? Like people are looking for channels to create change. I mean. There is talk of another election because we have a minority government, which is fundamentally, you know, it's stalemated on on most things. And I think I think that bothers uh, our federal government because they're they they literally they're chain locked to the NDP. They can't seem to, and and the NDP can bring down the government whenever they want. And I think that's the part that really bothers uh, the powers that be because they can't really write policy. They can't any of the change that they want to Canadians are happy about that because oh minority government so that just means we mm-hmm. continue on for four years I just don't know how people can uh, voice their complaint and actually feel like they're making any kind of incremental progress
1: last year, last week Trudeau told his entire cabinet to be prepped for a spring, spring election in fact he outlined rules of, of, of money that needed to be raised if they wanted to run in their seat in fact he's it's become quite extreme in the Liberal Party, um, in the planning for for a spring election. I I would love to believe. Uh, well, I don't know if I would love to believe this. I just I I would I would I would hope that he um, had his feet on the ground enough to think he knows he's going to come out on the wrong side of this Emergencies Act issue, and that and that he thinks Canadians are 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 going to need. To either reinstate him after after the vote of non-confidence about that, uh, which won't happen, and mead already said, but let's just say that he actually looks at Canadians and says, Ugh, "That went wrong, and and I need to be either reinstated or somebody else needs to be put in." I, I don't believe he thinks that way at all, but but um, I th- I I believe that they think there's enough stuff piling up against them that they they have to um, call an election in the spring. Now, Mike, here's a question for you: Why does the world fear Pierre Polyev? I I'm yet to understand this. So so he was adopted, raised by two teachers in Alberta, speaks both uh, languages that this country recognizes as as our as our as our as our bilingual standard. Um, he has a very clean record. He married an immigrant. Um, she's very well spoken. Um, you know, he's 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 really um come from nothing he is the blue collar he has continued to have policy or projected policy that aligns with like again we come back to it why are you doing this? This is going to cause a loss of the Bank of Canada. The Bank of Canada arguing him saying, you don't know what you're talking about. And then here we are projecting it. You know, Christian Freeland's whole thing is he made a comment that that Canadians should be looking at cryptocurrency, which I get it. The timing is wrong. I actually don't think he's wrong. I think Canadians should be talking about a, a change to digital currency. It's coming. If you follow the monetary policy of money throughout its career, we have... You know, at one time we traded beads, and and then we moved to coins, and then we had to rivet coins because they got shaved, and it goes on. Like like he's not wrong, um, you know, giving advice that people should be in. I don't think the average Canadian should be investing in crypto, but as a, as a society, we should be going there, and 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 yet, and yet every time I turn around, anybody uh, that has not been educated is like that guy's an extremist. I'm like, what are you talking about? Do you but, see him that way? Uh, no. <laughs> Well, part of it is
0: uh, I, I think the ideas are, I, I mean, if, if you're at the very root thinking more government, more taxes, more spending, then he would be seen as an extremist. Because I think he falls right up against that. Less government, less tax, allow the market to look after itself in a lot of ways. Will we look after our most vulnerable? I, I don't think he's ever said he wouldn't. Um, and I think that might scare some people that maybe he doesn't write checks en masse like the liberals might do. And and to be fair, I think during the pandemic, a liberal government that had that amount of, of willingness to spend the money that the Harper government left for them <laughs> is probably, that was okay. And, yep. and you know what? I know a lot of people were freaked out. And, Am I going to make the mortgage? Yep. All of that, I think they did very well. I think they should have stopped a lot earlier than they did. But I think Pierre Polyev represents somebody that's very good at, at, like intellectually, can think his way around a problem on his feet. I mean, some of the videos that you and I have probably seen where he's at the the diner and he's talking about the cost of an eggs and toast and inflation and and Bank of Canada. Like, I mean, all those things I think are, are beautifully done. I think the millennials now are starting to wake up to the fact that there might be a change of foot. There was the uh, a lot of people that signed on to be conservative in the last uh, leadership race, which I find very uplifting, mm-hmm. that people are getting more more interested, more engaged with, I think, the political structure.
1: Okay, but how long can the CBC report articles on him um, being a white supremacist because of something somebody coded into a video that he made? Um, and, and when 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 his, his watchdog pit bull is is a Jewish lesbian, and his finance critic is 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 an immigrant, an East Indian immigrant. Like I don't, I just I don't know at what point the CBC and other uh, and other you know left biased media can continue to paint him as something he's not. Yeah, I don't know how many times we can not talk about abortion when he's come out and said there's no debate on abortion. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, and yet there's Christian Freeland saying we're going to fight for freedoms, right? Like. I just – it's mind-blowing to me that she will freeze a bank account of someone that made a donation to a, to a, to a group that believes in, in, at that time, what was a peaceful protest, and yet and yet she loves to turn the needle on something that's not an issue from my perspective on, on – and again, I, I have to take him for value. There's no proof that there – that he has another agenda than the one that he's putting forward.
0: So there's that book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and, and uh, a great little part of the book which talks about anybody can justify any action because they will never admit, man, I was fundamentally wrong in doing that. I will justify this to make myself feel better. I think on on this stage, we're at that point where they are so caught up in, in this narrative, in this agenda, they cannot... They they can't actually break free of, because I I'm sure behind closed doors they're going you know what God, this is starting to be a house of cards here a little mm-hmm. bit, I'm never sure that they're gonna go they're just gonna pivot and go you know what <laughs> we're just kidding, <laughs> we're gonna go down this path and actually make things right we're going to start selling energy to the world market we're going to start you know really being mindful about the books and not spending more than we make gdp and like we're going to start doing all these
1: things that's just
0: fundamentally not going to happen
1: they don't fundamentally believe that though no they don't the they thing. don't they don't look at that and think this is the solution they don't see it that way, which, which again is where I go back to. If there's a crack in the door of me going that, that Christian Freeland and Justin True are foreign actors, it's when what they're talking about makes no sense. When it, when it starts to only, um, when it starts to, when it really starts to, to, to put oppression on Canadians and yet benefit other countries, you go, man, this isn't adding up. Cause I'm, cause again, these, there's a lot smarter people than me in the world, but I'm like, ah, hang on a second here. Right? I, I mean, I, that's that's the part that I don't, that where I start to lose a lot of faith well, in where the, we're going. The common sense thing,
0: which really throws me off, is when you add more tax onto a climate change, a carbon tax, and knowing full well that the last multiple years of having this carbon tax, any of the goals that you set out to hit have not been even close. So that to me means, okay, is more of something going to help? or or should we just scrap this and start again? like should we start looking at this some other ways which is tax incentives to industry to say hey if you if you minimize your output, we have this for it. like correct uh, more of a the carrot versus the stick And I don't think that that they need to pay for a lot of the issues that they've created. So now if you wrap yourself in climate change, which helps the NDP, NDP loves that too, then now all of a sudden you you have a little bit of, I don't know. I like to stand on.
1: Don't you think Canadians are done with it though? You, you know, and again, I'm not I'm not dismissing climate change. Climate change is happening. I live in a valley that's had fires now for 20 years, and the first 20 years of my life, they weren't there. There are things that are happening in climate change. And I'm sure that it's driven by by global emissions that exist. I can even I can even get behind that. What I don't get behind is that taxing Canadians into poverty is the solution or the answer. And 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 again, I will default to Pierre to say, you know, why are we not investing in things like technology that can make these changes? You know, liberals came out and said, oh, well, we're going to get everybody using a heat pump. Well, first of all, heat pumps might work in Vancouver. That's about the maybe Victoria. Let, there's two major centers where heat pumps might be available. It's been minus 10 in this city for what feels like ever. I think it's been about six weeks, right? Like, I mean, we haven't been above zero, maybe the odd day. Like, a heat pump doesn't work here, and this isn't Winnipeg. Let alone Churchill, let alone Thunder Bay, let like where do you want? You know what I mean. I live in the warm part of Canada, and I can't use a heat pump. Why? Like that? It's that kind of stuff that I, I, I just fail to like. There's no way they sit in the ivory tower and go, "This is working." I just I don't believe
0: it. I do I do think if you cancel your Disney Plus uh, membership, <laughs> you should be fine. But the the other part that that drives me a bit nuts is there's these initiatives. Heat pump is one of them, or or even um, swapping out all the windows and doors in your house for more, you know, Efficient. efficiencies and that sure. kind of thing. But when I look at the bill to do that, we're talking—I may not see that that cost back in my lifetime.
1: It's not even Rick. It's the the again. This is this is just the reality of things people won't talk about. That's a great idea. The people that can afford to change out their double to, to change to double pane or are not living in single pane, Triple yeah, E, yeah. all that stuff. The ones that are don't have the money to do it and they're renting and, and and they're making it paycheck to paycheck. Like like that. I'm sorry, but that is a generalization and it is just a reality. Like, great idea, okay? Like, you know, even things like upgrading furnace. Oh, we've got a rebate and you can upgrade your furnace. The people that can afford to upgrade their furnace are not upgrading their furnace. And, and again, the, I just come back to it. You're talking about a group that's barely hanging on and you're saying to them, you know what you should do to help the environment, right? And they're going... My kids missed a meal yesterday.
0: Hey. And
1: and I, and that's the part that I, that's the disconnection that I don't, that I don't understand. I, I don't think that there's
0: that, that base level thinking of, okay, there's a cause and effect and it goes back to accounting. If you spend more, then you're going to get back, which is called return on investment. Even with rebates, even with, I want to feel better about myself. I still don't, in, in my household, I can't spend more than i make i cannot spend more money than effectively i'm going to get back in my lifetime and and that for me is a real disconnect when it comes to these programs so i don't know i I, i'm kind of at that stage now where it it feels like when i look at question period and and a question will be raised and then there's a deflection as well as i'm just going to speak about my own agenda and it is politicking at its at its highest level
1: it's gross. It's
0: fun to watch, though. It
1: ha—it is. I, I mean, there's. It used to be better. I mean, I mean, listen. I, it is theater. Let's be honest. And 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 sincerely, and we exchange these. When Pierre takes somebody apart, it's like my favorite part. Hey, look at this at it's unbelievable. And I do get it, in the moment of like this is kind of exciting, but if I set that aside, it's not doing anything for Canadians. Question period has become a farce. It allows one side to to lay out a a a, um, a question um, that nine out of ten times has been has been conflated or 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 created you, you know some some falsity around, uh, and another side to to, to essentially um, respond with with something as ridiculous. I, I mean, you can't say question period is bettering Canada. Um, now, I think it could be if if it was. If, if it was done correctly, I mean... Cheerleaders. I mean. We're going to need cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the other part, though, is... And,
0: and this is just a sidebar to a sidebar, but uh, Trudeau was seen doing a clip of talking about uh, the protests in China and saying, listen, the Canadian government is, is fundamentally behind the people's right to gather <laughs> and protest and, and speak their mind about any kind of issue with the government and... He said it with a straight face. Yeah, it makes you want to barf. Right. <laughs> like he, he said it like to, to people to a camera, to a microphone, and, and said and looked you in can. the camera with that that resolve, that steely resolve, and said, Listen, I think people, you know, in India and in China <laughs> have
1: every right to protest. Yeah. And here they're a fringe minority that you need to now renamed War Measures Act to get rid of their bouncy castles oh. and hot tubs. And I and I, you're, and we always end up here. But I just I don't it is. It's it's but again I don't how do you take the how 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 even the even and, and let's be honest, he's he's not in majority power. Um, in fact he 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 doesn't even hold a, a minority. I mean twenty eight percent of Canadians voted for him in the last mm-hmm. election. But who are those twenty eight percent? Yeah. Because I I and, and who is going to tick the box of him next time? Well, when emergencies act, We charity, rive scam,
0: uh, the Queen's funeral, uh, the the Canadian elections, I mean, it's oh.
1: starting to add up a little bit. <laughs> but that's this year. I mean, don't forget about about Jody, don't forget about oh, SNC yeah. like I mean where like I mean man, this is not this is not new, right? I mean, they that this is the most corrupt federal government that 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 I believe has existed in the history of, of governments. Um, but like, and, and you know what, maybe it does come out that that his net worth has inflated to 300 million. I, I don't know, but, mm-hmm. but, but at some point Canadians have to be done with this. <laughs> we got to switch
0: to uh, video so people can see just oh, how know. animated we get. This is so fun. It's not in the budget though. Okay. Well, listen, uh, that was uh, fun as always. Uh, we will get you back on the program. Uh, Jeff Cox, uh, always a freaking pleasure. And, and let's, uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I don't even, like, I want to, but I, I just can't. I just, <laughs> I want to keep diving into this, but what? A, yeah. Anyway, thanks, thanks for again. Having me. Thanks.